Hello and welcome to the Kitty Talks podcast. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, serial entrepreneur, success and business coach, and I'm the co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders. Each week, I interview top thought leaders who are changing the world. This podcast will show you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. This podcast is sponsored by my Do Your Dharma program. This seven-week online program will help you let go of anything holding you back and unlock your greatest potential. We've now had over 80 women and three very evolved men go through the program with incredible results. The next time I'm launching my program will be May next year, 2020. And at the moment, there is an early bird price of £395. That will go up to £595 in April. So if you're interested in joining us, go to www.doyourdharma.co.uk. Now, without further ado, I will see you on the other side. So hello and welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. And today I have with, with me a wonderful woman who is totally following her highest excitement. She's the author of five books. Joy Seeker has just literally been <laughs> published and we're going to talk about that. She's an entrepreneur. She's a life coach. And I'm so excited to hear her story. So Shannon Kayser, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, it's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, well, the reason I wanted to interview you is I, even through your Instagram, I could feel your beautiful energy. Like you just have this real way about you, bubbly, you know, you just, I wanted to get to know you because I just thought I just love her ethos and her philosophy. So would you mind sharing with my uh, audience who you are and what you do in the world? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Shannon and Shannon Kaiser. I have a website, Play With The World, and that actually started 10 years ago as my own kind of inspiration to help pull me out of depression and help pull me into a place of feeling better. So it's interesting because I started that website because 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with clinical depression. I was suffering from anxiety and I was completely experiencing corporate burnout. It was it was a very toxic time in my life and writing became my sanctuary, mm. became something that pulled me through. And I also adopted a dog at the time named Tucker. And there uh, he is. We can see yeah. him in the back. <laughs> well, it's funny because this is a different dog. Tucker oh. actually passed away two years oh. ago. And you know what's great? He just came over and I get to take off his collar now. So no more itching. <laughs> but interesting enough, when... Um, when my last dog died, I went into another depression. It had been 10 years and I found myself asking the questions I had yet to ask. Who am I really? What do I want out of my life? What is my purpose? And that's what really led to where we are today. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, you're totally in the right place because that's kind of the concept and the theory behind this podcast is to yeah. empower and encourage our listeners to step into that journey because as we well know, it's like in the most incredible, incredible path that we will ever take. Yes. So absolutely. I'd, so I'd love to know. You kind of said that you had this burnout, you lost your dog. Like 
how did you, you know, for somebody listening to that, who's maybe in that place where you were, you know, how did you turn things around? So I think the first thing is, if it's a grieving process, I definitely was going through a grieving process. Grief looks very different for every person. It's not a cookie cutter approach. So sometimes we, le- we grieve the loss of a, of a dog, of a family member, but we also grieve the loss of a job. Like we grieve the loss of sometimes friends moving on or leaving our, our life situation. So grieving can come in all forms. And I think um, it's part of change. And so letting ourselves be in the change and going towards something instead of holding on to what has already left us is, is one of the powerful ways to move forward. And that's what I did. So I asked myself a power question. I invite everyone listening and watching to, to ask yourself, what have I always wanted to do that I have not given myself permission to do? Mm. And the key word is permission because we all have these dreams that come back to us over and over and listening to that inner guide is so important. Beautiful. I love Yeah. So for me, I asked myself that and it said to travel, travel the world. And that's what I did. I set out to travel the world. Um, I was in a place in my career of coaching and writing where I could do and work from anywhere. And I was like, well, why am I not doing that? And that's what led to the book that just came out. We have these fears and things that hold us back. We have expectations, we have demands. And so it's about letting go of what's holding you back so you can really live that life, that dream-filled life that feels good from the inside out. Mm. So what advice would you have for our listener who, you know, they want to do all these things, but like you said, we all have this stories, these limiting beliefs that hold us back, right? How can somebody start to move towards what it is they really want to do when they kind of feel like, oh, you know, can I do this? Exactly. I think that's exactly it. We all, we all have the fear, uh, but we have to look at what's holding us back first because so often we're kind of functioning in an autopilot zone and in this, this version of what will other people think? We have a fear of what other people think or what people will say. So we don't give ourselves enough confidence to move forward. One of the biggest things that holds us back is our own beliefs, belief that we're not good enough. We're not pretty enough, smart enough, rich enough, all of that. And so when we really identify the beliefs that are blocking us, the limiting beliefs, we can transform them into more positive beliefs. And and this can help move us forward. One of the easiest ways to move forward, if you have a dream in your heart, is to just take one step one step at all. Um, because I often say we learn the way on the way. So mm, each I love step that. We, so beautiful. Like each step you take will open you up into more clarity for the next action. Sitting where we are, we don't have clarity because we haven't taken any action. It's like working out at the gym, right? The more you work out, the better you feel. But at first it's like, Ugh, it's hard work if you haven't done it for a while, that kind of thing. Mm, I love that because I, I talk to my guys about uh, you need to know what you want, but not how it's going to happen. Exactly. Right? And the clarity comes through the engagement. It's exactly it. And, and I talk about that in the book, Joy Seeker, too, because I learned that in my journey. I was so attached to the how and when. Mm. When is it going to happen? How is it going to? And I was trying to control it. I think a lot of us do this. We try to control. But release, letting the universe take over and, and do the how is one of the easiest ways to kind of help us just be in the journey. And when you're in the journey, that's where the true joy is. That's where we can recognize that our dreams are worth living, but it's not the outcome of the dream. It's the process and who we become in the process. That's the most rewarding. Mm. And I'd love it if you, do you have any kind of crazy, beautiful stories that you, that kind of demonstrate what you're talking about? 
Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So, so for me, very interesting enough, I, I set out to travel the world. I lived overseas, mostly in Europe um, a year ago, and I visited and lived in from 18 countries and it was beautiful. It was the biggest dream in my heart. And I, my plan was to see as much as I could and basically take my bucket list and live it in one year. So I'm checking off the Eiffel Tower and seeing this and doing that. It was wonderful. But as I was doing it, it one felt extremely exhausting. And number two, it started to feel really superficial. And I started to feel disconnected from my dream. What I really realized is what I was looking for was, was what that dream represented. And I think so many of us do this. We're always chasing the next pivotal high of our life, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's Brene Brown. I will butcher it. But it, she says, joy is what we miss when we're busy chasing the extraordinary moments. Like, mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I was living. And so I recognized what I really want, what, what traveling the world represents is purpose, meaning, and connection. So I had a pivotal moment. Um, I love that you talk about pivotal moments because for me, it was halfway through my journey and I said, I need to change the way I'm doing this dream because it's not working. And what I really want is purpose. So how can I travel with purpose? And that actually led me to go to China to help work. I worked with a rescue, Golden Bond Rescue Organization where they rescue dogs from the meat trade. That led me to this dog that I have. Um, Mm. So I adopted him. So my whole journey started from grieving and it ended with going for my dream, realizing I needed purpose to bringing in a dog that needed help to be saved. So it was like this wonderful process we can all do in our life if we put instead of saying this is my dream to make more money to lose weight to get you know a family whatever it is why is it we want that and that is what can drive us forward mm. yes and of course all the all along it was that fulfillment that you were really seeking that's exactly it right and mm. we don't even know um because we think it's we think it's fulfillment, but really what it's about is giving yourself permission to be who you really are. And that means sometimes changing course. That means you start giving, getting into your dream and you're like, this isn't quite what I thought. So what is it that is going to bring me joy? And we constantly connect with our true self, go inward and really ask yourself the questions. Is this mm. the life I really want to live? Mm. Yeah. And I think like you said, I think that, you know, having the courage to just tweak as you go you know, yes, kind of yes. feel it, feel into it. And it's like, Oh, it's, you know, maybe that isn't quite what I thought I wanted, but actually now I can see what, what's right, what's next and just going with it and not being afraid to lean in. Yes. And I think the leaning in is one of the most beautiful things we can do. It doesn't have to be this grand dream of traveling the world. I think that's where I was in my life. I had created a life that allowed me to do that, but I believe that the dream could be just having better communication with your, with your, partner, right? It could be writing that book. Our dreams exist in our heart and they're of all scale. So it's really about just getting in touch with the dream in your heart and leaning into it. I say lean into love because ultimately uh, our dreams represent love. We're putting more love into the world when we choose to live our dreams. The world needs more love, especially right now. So the more you do what you love, the more you say, yes, I matter, this dream matters, the more you're actually helping the world. (laughs) Mm, beautiful. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that because obviously love is a really high, by high level emotional vibrational state. And of course, what you give out is what you get back. Totally. So, beautiful. Mm-hmm. So ha- describe to me, because obviously you're, are you still, are you stationary now? Are you still traveling or what, how do you do yeah. things now? 
So it's kind of interesting because the way my life is, when I write books, I always need to be out in the world. I wrote my first book, Adventures for Your Soul in Hawaii. I wrote The Self-Love Experiment, Traveling for Six Months. And then last year was the big one. Um, because I, I pull inspiration from from people, from the world, from just living my life as deep as I can. But this year, the book is, is out. So it's like every other year. My home base is Portland, Oregon. And my family's here. And I always come back. It's nice to have a place that feels good. Um, but this is a stationary year. So I'm in Portland, Oregon. And I do do a lot of travel, like, you know, for book tour and, and speaking. But it's nice to be back. So you basically, you've consciously created a year stable, a year travel. <laughs> yes, it's, it's been how it's been for the past 10 years, really, since I left corporate and started this, this beautiful journey as a writer and a coach. Um, I am at the stage now, though, where I'm really looking for more stability. So when I write the next book, uh, the, the plan is to actually move to my dream city, which is Sedona, Arizona. Mm, nice. And, that in itself is kind of an, ex- have you been there? Have you, have you? No, I'd love it. It's totally on my bucket list. <laughs> so I went there and I was like, these red rocks are gorgeous. I just want to look at them every day. And so the new dream is to actually, which is good for me because it's, it's new, it's a new place, but I'll be kind of transitioning my life into a new city. Oh, wow. And of course the, the book will I presume will get downloaded in the process. It's 100%. I went there to visit just on a vacation and I got the whole table of contents. It was so inspired. These rocks are magical that I wrote the whole table of contents and I was like, I'm ready. And the full chapter just kind of wrote itself. And I was like, I need to write my next book here, whether that means I live here full time or I just come for a couple months to write. So that's kind of the next, but I, my process personally for me as a writer is to always kind of pull from a new environment because that keeps me constantly, you know, downloading it in the fresh space. Mm, and I love the fact that you tune in and work out what's going to give you that inspiration and where you need to go next and follow that. It's wonderful. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and I think we all can do that. I think I really worked, um, I don't want to say hard, but I was very conscious about the, the type of life that I really wanted to, to live because the corporate life burnt me out. It led to depression and anxiety. And I said, well, what do I really value? And my number one value is freedom and and growth. So to me, growth means change. So Mm -hmm. I actually embrace change. I look forward to it usually, right? (laughs) Some change is pressed upon us. So I put myself in positions to change, but also that freedom uh, is very important. So I think we should all, you know, we can all get in touch with our our values and let those be the foundation for our life. Mm, Very powerful way of living. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So tell me about Joy Seeker. How did, how, what was the inspiration and the place that was the inspiration for that book? Yeah. So that actually the whole Joy Seeker journey started on the day that Tucker died. It was interesting because I realized I was looking outside of myself. I was, when he died, I fell into another depression and I said, I've done all this work. I, I'm a self-help teacher and a book author. How can I be feeling this way again? And I recognized that I was actually still needing something outside of me, whether it was the next book deal, the next relationship. Happiness was not inside. So I went on what I called the joy seeker journey. And it's really about understanding who you are in the world and living from the most authentic place. And that's exactly what I did. And my life has transformed in writing the book, but in also just becoming the process of letting go of expectations. I used to live my life with 
expectations and demands that I put on myself and I could never be present. Never. I was always thinking about what's next, what's next. Even when I was present with someone, the the greatest gift the Joy Seeker journey gave me and the Joy Seeker book in writing it was to let go of expectations, be in the journey and, and love who you are as you are right now, right now being present. It's opened up such a beautiful richness of life. I look at the tree differently. I, I actually can pause and take breaks. I'm not a workaholic anymore. It's just been beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think, I think it's, is it a Buddhist saying that all, all attachment leads to suffering? Yes. So when we're attached to the outcome. I read a quote, same thing on the, um, I read a quote the other day, it was passed around Instagram and it was attached to nothing connected to everything. And I really appreciated that because it's like when we attach to stuff, we cling into, but really you can be connected to all and, and move forward and kind of co-create with the universe, which is a beautiful place to be. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When we kind of have that trust that everything's, you know, the universe has our back and yes, actually exactly. everything that happens is supposed to happening happen, then you kind of move through life a lot easier, definitely. Yeah, it is. It is really about trust. It's about trusting in yourself. I think that's the the journey I went on is, you know, I, a lot of people ask, so you traveled the world full time. Did you have a lot of money saved up? Like, how did you do that? And the truth is, I mean, I had some money, but I knew I was in a position as a entrepreneur, a coach, a writer to, I keep making money as I do what I love. And in fact, I just jumped. I leaned into it and it was the most successful and abundant year I've ever had. I got more coaching clients. I had the biggest book deal I've ever had. It was like um, opportunities I didn't even know. And I'd be in countries like Croatia and people would be like, I live here. Can we coach? And I'm like, yes, I'm here. So it was this beautiful process. So I think it's a testament to when we truly follow our hearts, we are always provided for. Always. So I've got my dog who's decided to, to come I know, your our dog dogs now. are so happy. I know, it's like, it is, it's so funny. I heard it and I was like, oh, well, you know, they're communicating. <laughs> he likes we to sit our- outside. <laughs> yeah, we do. We're dog women. We try to get them to like be okay for the interview, but they have to happen. <laughs> But I'd love to kind of dive deeper into what you just said, because I think that's so powerful for our listeners, because you basically took that leap of faith and you trusted that you would be supported and the universe, like you said, delivered in ways that I've got massive goosebumps now saying this as well. Like, I love it. And like, I really would like you to expand on it and maybe talk about the synchronicities that you had, because this is the, you know, what we talk about in these podcasts is actually when you have that faith to follow your heart, follow your bliss, it's not an empty term. You know, Joseph Campbell knew what he was talking about. (laughs) You know, fortune favors the brave and the universe really does deliver things that you could never have anticipated. It's so true. And so for me, I, I lived it firsthand. And, and I think we all have the opportunity to take that step and go for it. But we're so used to, we're used to being in our fear. Safe. We're used to living up here. That's mm. exactly it. And as long as we're safe, we're protected. And there's actually a process in Joy Seeker that I take people through because I see it in my life coaching practice and in doing research for the book, I lived through it. When we have a dream, there's like three levels to it. There's the no-goer. And this is, you know, really, I'm, you can see this in philosophy and in in history books as well. It's in, in the hero's journey kind of thing, right? The no-goer is I'm safe and comfortable. 
and you ask someone, what do I want? And they say, I don't know what I want because we haven't given ourselves permission to be honest with ourselves. But if you really get honest, I believe every single person knows in their heart of hearts what they want, but sometimes they're not ready to admit it because admitting it means that your life will change. Mm. Also, you have to have the courage to do it and we don't want to really go there. And then there's the kind of like the middle ground with the people who are ready to admit what they want, but they're still kind of comfortable. So they say, maybe one day when my kids graduate, when I get out of school, when I lose the weight, when I have win the lottery or have the money, it's always when, right? Tomorrow, far, farther down the road. And then there's the final part, whereas we get, we will always get to a place when we're living from an authentic place where we can't hold back anymore. And we say, no, I want to live this dream. And you get to a place where the outcome isn't as important. And that's when we go for it because you're not so attached to, you know, running the super successful business. It's the process in creating the blog or writing the book. And then all of a sudden, when you're not attached to the outcome, things become more joyful. That's what I learned in my journey traveling the world. I let go of the expectation on it because we're Mm. putting so many demands on our dreams and our goals. We can loosen them a little and just have fun in the journey and Mm. say, this is joy. Mm. This Mm. is joyful part. And people forget that, don't they? That life's supposed to be joyful, that it's supposed to be fun. We take it so seriously. Yes, I was the queen of serious. Like in all my relationships, I was always, even though I have a website called Play With The World, I was always overanalyzing things. I I was trying to live, be a good girl, right? Do what society says, what families say. Very serious. But then I recognized, you know, joy can be playful, can be lighthearted. And you actually, I find I get a lot more done in that space of lightheartedness. Yeah. And actually it's this, like I, our work is really aligned. You say things, but it's just in a different way to how I kind of would articulate them. So it's really fascinating because we, we're definitely aligned in what we, what we believe. Um, yes. I always talk about the, the vibrations of these things because obviously, you know, joy, bliss, passion, gratitude, you know, when you're in that state, you know, you're just vibrating at a beautifully high level. <laughs> It's, my dog is agreeing. Yes, your dog is always in that state, almost always. <laughs> That's why we love our dogs. They're our teachers. But you know what's really amazing about what you said is I, I believe too, it's everything's a vibration. I even, I talk about it in Joy Seeker too. If everything's a vibra- vibration, since we're talking about our dreams, our dreams have a vibration too. And I know you talk about this in your community as well, but it's also very fun to think about, well, if there's something that I want that is not here, whatever it is that you really want, how does someone who has that act behave, think, feel? And you can vibrate yourself into the dream. Before I left to travel the world full time, it was a little scary, like a solo woman traveler around the world. Yeah, of course. I was a little bit apprehensive, but I knew that I I would regret it if I didn't go. So I had to take that chance. But I asked myself, well, someone who is a world traveler and just does it, like a, a professional journalist or someone who does this for a living, how do they act? And I started to vibrate myself and I became that and I was that because it was my truth. Beautiful. You would have absolutely loved. I've just come out the back of my retreat, Shannon, this weekend, and we had a come as yourself party in Uh, three years time. Beautiful. I love that. That that's I wanna I wanna be there and celebrate and dance with you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Well you're welcome to come and join us. But it was so fun because exactly as you described, it forced you to be in character of your future self, of your best self, of you in three years' time when you had all these things that you wanted. And it was really fascinating to actually physically do it because 
you know, you had to get into the energy. And I found myself coming out with stuff I hadn't even thought of, you know, in the moment. Yes. Yeah. That's so special. I think because uh, we're really aligned in your present, you're like in the moment. And when that happens, and that's what I found too, it's all connected. We're like a direct channel to our higher self or our inspiration or, um, you know, whatever you want to call it. But it really is about your soul, your heart can talk to you then. And so you got visions that were your truth. Your future self is guiding you along. I love it. Mm, absolutely. Oh, so so obviously all our listeners are going to go and check out your book. So it's just come out, hasn't it? Yes. And who's your publisher? So this is this one's published with Kensington, which is the largest. It's interesting. Um, it's actually with Citadel, which is a division of Kensington in America, Excellent. but it's Excellent. all around the world. <laughs> Fabulous. And um, I presume they can buy it on Amazon. It's like Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I know Amazon um, UK and all over Europe, actually the Amazons in each country have it and it's, it's already shipping. I know a lot of people pre-ordered and they've, they've, I think they've already gotten their books. So. Excellent. And you said you travel around doing um, book. I do. I do workshops. I do a lot of the workshops, um, mostly in the UK. Um, as far as London goes right now, I do a lot in Canada and Mexico as well, but most of, most of the events, um, my book tour is, is in America right now. So that'll be fun. And I do lead retreats. Of course I have a joy seeker retreat coming next year. And then I, I lead an annual self-love retreat, which is coming up here real soon. Fantastic. Oh, well, I, you know, I, it sounds, the book sounds amazing. So, um, I thank will, you. I'm thank excited. you for sending me a copy. I will be excited to read it. Um, and how can our listeners find you? So my website, playwiththeworld.com. And if you order the book, there's a free workshop, but also pre, um, bonuses you can get. And then a free meditation, lots of free resources. My Instagram and Facebook is Shannon Kaiser writes, and I'm always posting positive stuff and, and messages from the heart there. Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Go and check Shannon out. But thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming and sharing your story and telling us all about your work. It sounds amazing. Thanks. It's been great to be here and connect with you. And uh, it sounds like our dogs have uh, have bonded and, you know, getting on, getting on great. Best friends. (laughs) They're best friends now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Shannon. Uh, We will see you next week with another amazing guest on Kitty Talks. you so much for listening to the kitty talks podcast i do hope you've enjoyed this solo cast or this guest this week i try and interview the most amazing people so you guys can really get some insight into how you can build amazing lives in alignment with your soul if you haven't already come over and follow me on instagram kitty underscore talks and i'm also on facebook and we have a free facebook community so why not come and join us